Welcome back to the Sudish Podcast. In the previous episode, we covered the brave, heroic stand that Lakhu put up against the Turk forces, namely the battalion of Qutb Khan. And after Lakhu falls in battle, Bandar Khan is called out by Kale Khan, the main Turk general, to go and capture Guru Hargobind. He says that this is the best opportune time. The main Sikh general, Lakhu, has died. Bandar Khan then specially picks out the top troops to create a small battalion to suppress the Sikhs from getting to Guru Hargobind, so that they could isolate him, such that Bandar Khan could capture Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind knew this was happening, so he goes ahead and separates himself from the Sikh forces to give Bandar Khan what he wants. And that's where we pick up now in chapter 27. So when Bandar Khan saw Guru Hargobind all alone on the on one side, he quickly took off on his horse towards him. Both armies were now watching Benikan approach Guru Hargobin, and they knew this would be a, a great duel. The battle drums were sounding off. Benikan was riding the horse called Whirlwind, which was both gifted to Benikan and named by Guru Hargobin, so it was covering great distance, riding with great speed towards Kartarpur. Guru Hargobin, seeing him approach for this battle, was enraged. Benikan, upon getting to the wall of the city, he was able to jump over the wall with this amazing horse. All the warriors were shocked and amazed that he was able to get his horse to jump that high. This horse, which had a value of 100,000 rupees. Pandakan was also holding a very sharp Damascus Kanda sword, which was also given as a gift by Guru Hargobind. All the warriors were hyped up about seeing this duel about to take place. When Pandakan approached Guru Hargobind, he bent his head to the side in a cocky manner and said, Prepare yourself, Guruji. Gather whatever strength you have and don't cower out. Remember the beating you had ordered on me? This is just me getting even with you. I'm going to grab you and bring you to the court of Shah Jahan. If you care for your life, then come along with me to the court and be forgiven there. And if not, well then prepare yourself. Gather your strength because I'm going to strike you with my kunda and split you in two. Guru Hargobind listening to this was infuriated and replied, only a coward gets scared and panders to a king. I love warfare and killing all my enemies. I'm not one to keep relations with anyone. I kill them with my weapons. I'm telling you the truth. I'll kill you right here. You won't be going back home. You've just entered death's mouth and you're about to be decapitated. So about what you said, listen carefully. Because if I kill you straight here, in your mind there's going to be left this desire that, oh, if I had a chance to complete a full strike against him, then I would have killed him. I didn't get a chance to use my great strength. And you're going to be annoyed about this in the afterlife. So listen carefully. In your arrogance and ego, you've told all your Turk friends and family that you would come here and capture me. So now I'm giving you the first strike. So whatever strength and intellect you have, use it. Don't keep this yearning in your mind after the fact that you wish you had this chance to strike first. So fulfill the fullest extent of the sin that you wish to commit. The idiot heard this and thought that he should dismount from his horse. So it would be easier to strike, grab, and capture Guru Hargobin, and then bring him on foot back to the Turk army. And he knew that he had to make his move quick, as the Turk forces couldn't last forever holding up the six from getting to Guru Hargobin. So he dismounted off his horse and approached Guru Hargobin. He lifted his Khanda sword high in the air and struck down at the leg of Guru Hargobin, who was mounted on his horse. Guru Hargobin then lifts his leg up, which was in the stirrup of the horse, 
the stirrup being the harness that you place your feet into when riding a horse. Both of Guru Hargobind's stirrups weighed 10 pounds each. These were really heavy and armored compared to no normal stirrups. And the heavy strike of Bandit Khan hit one of the stirrups. Then Bandit Khan got even more angry and lifted his kanda again high in the air. And he moved around with his footwork trying to place a strike to cut off a limb of Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind was extremely quick with his shield though and blocked the second strike of Bandicon as well. Bandicon then had this doubt in his mind arise, that he was unsuccessful on these two strikes. Then he quickly moved around in his footwork, moving to the other side of Guru Hargobind's horse. Lifting his kanda high again in the air, he struck down with all his strength. The brave Guru Hargobind, in complete poise, used his very heavy shield to block the strike, which broke the blade of the kanda. Bandicon was standing there just with the handle left in his fist. It's noted here that Guru Hargobind's shield weighs upwards of 13 pounds. Guru Hargobind looking at Bandicon without a weapon did not strike him. When Bandicon realized that he had no weapon, he thought he should try to use his force and the strength of his arms to bring Guru Hargobind down off his horse. So Bandicon went on the left side of Guru Hargobind's horse and he grabs the fabric used to tighten the saddle on the horse, so it's the bottom of the torso of the horse, and the other hand he places on the top of the horse to bring Guru Hargobind down with the horse at the same time. But if somebody had the strength to pick up the biggest mountain in the world, they would still not have the strength to pick up Guru Hargobind. He was using all his strength and the horse was not able to go anywhere because of this, even though the horse was trying. This horse of Guru Hargobind, which was extremely strong, well-built and fed well three times a day, was super in tune with Guru Hargobind. Just a gesture by Guru Hargobind would send this horse jumping up quickly. And now when Guru Hargobind used his force with both of his heavy stirrups to get the horse to ride away, it couldn't even move at all. This is how strong Khan was, able to use his force to hold this horse in place. Guru Hargobind seeing this then realized Khan is also too close on the left side of him so he's not able to strike down with his sword in his right hand. So Guru Hargobind uses his heavy shield and smashes it in the face of Bandicon. Bandicon then spins around dizzy before falling to the ground, and then on his knees, and then ultimately unconscious on the ground. Bandicon is now laying on the ground, face up, with sweat all down his face. Guru Hargobind is looking at him and thinks again that this guy is unconscious now, this is a battle of righteousness, thought of Yud. I should get off my horse, as he's not on his horse. And even then I should not strike him while he's unconscious. Bandicon then regains consciousness as both armies are just watching this. All the women and young ones are within the city but are on top of their roofs, so they're watching from afar. They're terrified, they're afraid, they're shaking watching this, having faith and hoping that Guru Hargobin will kill his enemy here. They are praying, please Guru Nanak protect us and have all these Turks killed. So this is how all the women within the city who were watching were praying at this time. Guru Hargobind understood all the anxiety and fear the people had within Kartarpur and decided, okay, this is the time now end this to send the Turks off. Guru Hargobind then yells out to Panikar saying, Oi Patan, ready yourself for my strike. You've had three strikes and shown your strength. Then Khan replied in anger saying, what strike will you do? I'm going to grab you so hard you won't be able to get out. I'm going to lift you straight up. Now I won't let you go. 
Listening to this, Guru Hargobind's eyes went red. Bandit Khan then approached Guru Hargobind with deceptive footwork, holding his shield carefully angled in front of him. Guru Hargobind desired to place just one clean strike and cleave Bandit Khan's body in half. Then Bandit Khan had a thought. He had an opportune time to jump in and grapple Guru Hargobind, so he drops his shield to jump in. Guru Hargobind saw this, and with his sword, which was shining like a flash of lightning, he lifted it high and then struck down, cleaving the body of Bandicon in half. Just like a carpenter chops a block of wood into two pieces, or a soap maker chops a piece of soap into two pieces. Bandicon then falls to the ground. As Guru Hargobind thinks of his emancipation and says, You're born into a Turk family, so quickly recite the Kalma before you die. The Kalma being a prayer recited by Muslims before they die. Bandicon falling to the ground says, O oh, exalted Guru, your sword is my Kalma. Please liberate me. And with this, chapter 27 comes to an end. In the next chapter, we'll hear more of Guru Hargobind's reaction to Bandicon's death and Asman Khan's attempt to get revenge on Guru Hargobind for killing his father-in-law. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast via the Mangla Charn Patreon page. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>